Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big, and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the founder of Create Tailwind and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. This is Jim Oliver, your host for Breakaway Wealth Podcast. And today with me is a special co-host, Steve Scollard. Welcome, Steve. Hey, Jim. How are you? Well, greetings from uh, frigid uh, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, where I believe it's about minus 15 degrees air temperature with wind chills well over 30 below. You know, Steve, I'm looking out of my window um, and I'm looking at the Missouri River and I can see the steam coming off the ice as it floats down the river. And I'm thinking to myself, um, you know, I, I've never seen the river freeze over, but today could be the day. Yeah, and th this is kind of interesting because actually our homes are, what, a quarter of a mile away from one another? They are, yep. Our office is about three miles away. Uh, and, and here we're doing this from each of our homes due to the weather uh, and the comfort and warmth uh, of our own household. So it's a great day. That's right. That we are not in the podcast studio at Create oh. Win. We are in our home offices. And uh, so hopefully the audio and our great uh, producer will be able to make this sound good for the audience. And because we have a we have some a really cool topic today. And, you know, one of the things we try to do in this podcast is ask the guests what's one or two or three books that have made a huge impact in your life. And um, when I when I. Uh, asked the staff and the and the wealth coaches at Create Tailwind, what do you want to talk about this year in the podcast? The first thing that Steve Scholard said is he wanted to talk about a book, and I'm, I'm and and um, and and it's the Richest Man in Babylon. And I thought, wow, you know, I used to hand those books out way back when. But tell me a little bit about why. Um, or tell me a little bit about the impact that it's had or why you wanted to talk about that book today, Steve. Well, I, first, Jim, uh, kind of a shameless plug for our company uh, and, and not being gratuitous to you, but I think it was the second day, and, I, and I've been doing this now for about a year and a half. And I think it was the second day I was in my office. You walked in with like two books and uh, uh, four uh, white papers and said, read this. You need to read this mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, and, and one of those books was really sort of our Bible uh, by R. Nelson Nash. Um, another one uh, that I've read was Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a great book. Um, the Go-Giver, uh, yeah. which uh, we kind of base our culture and philosophy and approach on, uh, which entails uh, one of the things is bringing more value than we ever take in compensation to people. And I, I came across um, this book. Uh, I think it was a suggestion uh, by you as well, called The Richest Man in Babylon. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel like Carol Merrill from the old Let's Make a Deal show. But there it is. The yeah. Richest Man in Babylon by George Klassen. And in, in reading this book, um, in, in the preamble of the book, uh, Klassen says, uh, money is plentiful for those who understand the simple laws that govern it. Yeah. And it's a powerful, powerful uh, book uh, in fact, maybe the most inspiring book on wealth ever written. I think it says that on the cover. Uh, just an amazing book. 
Um, and he talks about, and it's basically set in Babylon, in ancient Babylon. So the syntax and the language is thy and thou and a, and a lot of those things. So it's, it's actually kind of a fun read too. But he gets into some, some very, very interesting things and, and does it through Babylonian parables. And Babylon in the ancient world was the richest city in the world. So, you know, what's funny about this book, Steve, is this is actually my copy for anybody that's watching this on YouTube. And um, I had a hard, I've had a hardcover uh, copy before, but this is the original copy 30 years ago when I got started in the financial services business. It's faded. It's actually broken. You know, the, the book is broken, right? And <laughs> you've read it um, once or twice. I've read it once or twice. And I used to hand them out kind of like we do um, becoming your own banker to clients and prospects. And uh, because I, you know, I really felt whether the, whether the person became a client of ours or not, it was something that every single person could benefit from reading this book. Absolutely. And um, so for 30 years, my entire professional career, I've been handing this book out. So it's, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's, it's literally foundational uh, in terms of how you should deal with money. Uh, and sure. it really approaches it from a standpoint. Another thing that uh, Klassen says is money is governed today by the same laws which controlled it when proper's men thronged the streets of Babylon. Uh, right. Uh, and, and I thought, well, how could that be? How could it be right. the same as it was, you know, 6,000 years ago in ancient Babylon? Uh, and Klassen uh, goes through it, uh, and the truths that are revealed uh, are just, I used the word foundational uh, a minute ago. It's absolutely foundational. So whether or not uh, uh, people become clients of ours, I would tell anyone uh, who's interested in accumulating wealth uh, or, or any type of enrichment or financial peace of mind, read this book. God, I sound, like, I sound like I have a financial interest with Klassen, don't I? <laughs> no, yeah, you I know, it's not. I don't. You have a financial interest or you, not a financial interest. You have an interest in helping our clients and helping our listeners of this podcast. And I think that's really what Breakaway Wealth is all about is because every single book talks about getting out of the herd and breaking away. Right. I mean, that's 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 a theme that's in every money book that's ever been produced. In fact, even the Bible. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, doubt. The, no the, doubt. the parable of the talents is he says, you know, uh, uh, for, for people that don't know the parable, there's three servants. They're all given some talents. Now, a talent would be worth in today's dollars about three hundred thousand dollars. So one of them is given five talents. One of them is given three and one of them is given one. All of them, it's a lot of money, right? Yeah. But the, the one that was given the least, they buried the money in the ground so that they wouldn't lose it, right. right? They didn't put it in motion. And so the master comes back and says, you know, you wicked and evil servant, the least you could have done is give it to the bankers to earn interest. The least you could have done, right? Yeah. So, the, the, you know, now, depending on your beliefs, if you know who the master is, you know who the servant is. It's kind of telling us this is what you do with your money, right? And and so it's not kind of telling us that. It's and it's absolutely telling us that. It's absolutely telling us this. So what is what is what is our author lay out in the book, or what are some of the key points, Steve, that have been most impactful for you? 
Well, he, he says that, uh, you know, the book holds the secrets to acquiring money, number one, keeping money, and having your money earn more money. Okay, I think, so let's, I, I think okay. that's where some people kind of, you know, they get caught up in, in what everyone else does. We, we call it kind of two lines, right, Jim? There's yeah. the reassuring lie line and the inconvenient truth. Right. right? Yeah. Right? And we, we want yeah. people in the inconvenient truth line, uh, not the reassuring lie line. Um, so Klassen kind of talks about sort of seven rules, um, that govern money. And, and the first one he says, and I'm, I'm going to use the Babylonian phrasing here cause I just love it. Start thy purse to fattening. And right. he describes that and says for each 10 coins that I earn, put one away, spend right. only nine. Yep. And later on in the book, he actually talks about, you know, and if you can do more than that, do a lot more than that. Right. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of uh, sort of his first rule on money. Yeah, the way that uh, you know that we would say that is pay yourself first, right? And but there, there's there's also um, Heathcote Parkinson, right? Or I'm sorry, Northcote Parkinson, excuse me. And um, he came up with Parkinson's laws, right? Yep. And he says in there that uh, you know expenses rise to equal income. Right. right now, isn't Nelson that, says, isn't that strange? If you can't beat Parkinson's law, you might as well give up. Now, the way well, Nelson yeah. used to say it in his seminars was if you can't beat Parkinson's laws, dig a hole six feet deep and get in it because you're done. Right. <laughs> well, and, then you, you, you can't grow from zero. Right. 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 So. So you 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 have to control your you know, you've got to control that. But, um, you know, the, the start, thy, uh, start thy purse fat to fattening is, is great because it, it's, it's, what we, it's what we teach people is you build momentum, right? You, um, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, John Stevens on talking about real estate. Yeah. Start. How do you build a real estate empire? You start. You begin. You build, yeah, you begin. You begin. You Take that first step. And, and I, I often say to people, you know, you don't have to be great to start. Right. But you have to start to be great. You, That's you, right. You, you got to begin somewhere. You know, it's like that old saying that uh, every journey uh, begins with a first step. So, Absolutely. And, and you have to do that. I, I mean, otherwise you're on the treadmill, right? You're on the, yeah. you're on the wheel with, the, with all the other hamsters and that's where you're going to stay. What about rule number two? Control by expenditures. You kind of mentioned it. Uh, yeah, a second ago, uh, yeah. you know, it, it make sure you know that. Listen, a portion of everything you earn, you should be paying yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that 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 should just happen. So, if you make the decision that I'm I'm going to uh, every ten coins I make, I'm going to just spend nine, or I'm going to just spend eight. Um, yeah. So, discipline, right? That's a big word here. You have to treat yeah. your own personal finances with discipline. And like a business, right? Your money has a value and it has a cost. And treating as though it is though it doesn't violates economic value added. If you want to learn more about that, just send us an email. But, you know, the thing that I think about is one of the things that gets us in trouble with these expenditures goes back to Parkinson and, and Northcote Parkinson. And, and he said that a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. So if you've got air-conditioned seats in your car, yeah. right, yeah. and you go to buy a new car, 
You know what? You, you want air-conditioned seats. better have air-conditioned seats. That's... Now, by the way, I live in Florida part of the time, and I'm telling you, those air-conditioned seats are pretty <laughs> They're nice. They're nice. Yeah, today we don't need them here in South Dakota. but yeah, No, but... we don't. And, and what, you right. just, what you just mentioned, Jim, really uh, gets to desire, which is, yeah. you know, we all have them. We all want things. Um, but in no small way, you know, desire is the enemy of discipline. Right. I mean, we yep, absolutely it's like the next shiny lure that's in the water. We want it. We, we want to get that. We want. That. Right. I mean, basically, you know, if you look at the road less traveled, which is a great book, he, he says, if you can delay gratification. Yes. Yeah. On everything then you can have anything you want. Much better, much better way to say it. Much better way to say it. Basically yeah. is discipline, right? Delay yes. your gratification. Yeah. All right. Rule number three. One of my favorites. Make thy gold multiply. That's right. I mean, that's I just that. awesome. That's just awesome. I mean, it, and he talks about taking uh, each coin that you've saved, whether it's two, three, four, whatever it is, whatever you've decided, uh, and put it to laboring so that it can reproduce its kind. Create okay, so think about that. Visualize yeah. that, audience and Steve. I mean, what that means to me is put your money in motion, right? That so that it's going to go earn money. And then you're going to put that money in motion and then that money in motion and that money in motion. And pretty soon we're going to do what the banks do. And in economic terms, we're going to create velocity of money. Yeah. Or one of uh, the ways that our uh, one of our favorite um, authors uh, talks about and visionaries talks about uh, money is make your money work for you, not you go to work for money. Right. You're going, you're going uh, to Robert Kiyosaki now, right? It, that's right. That's <laughs> what Kiyosaki says. And it's so true. It's yeah. so true. But okay. the, the problem for a lot of people is they don't know how or where to do that. They, that's exactly right. No, that's I, don't, exactly. I, I don't want to get off on, on the stock market and everything else and, and, and 401ks or IRAs. We're not anti any of that. We right. are very much pro uh, wealth accumulation. Um, and uh, one of the things that uh, we talk about a lot, and that's actually his, his fourth sort of rule on money, is guard thy treasures from loss. That's right. Right? And, right. and he talks about putting it, mon put money in places where the principle is safe, where it can be yep. reclaimed without penalty if desired, and where it will not fail to grow. Consult with right. wise men. Yep. That's why I love you, by the way, um, <laughs> because you taught me all of this and it's changed our financial life in, in ways I, I couldn't have imagined uh, a few years ago. Uh, consult with wise men. Talk to people that are smart about money. And I think Kiyosaki has a has a line that he uses that addresses that as well. You know, don't yeah, don't take advice from poor people on money. That's right. Don't take advice from salespeople, right? Well, salespeople. I mean, salespeople um, you know, um, it's somewhere that they talk about Wall Street. It's the only place where you pull up in your roles to take advice from a guy that took the subway to the office, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm laughing, but it's so true. Right? It is so true. true. And, you know, not that if you're rich or you're, um, or you're wealthy doesn't mean that you have to have a, a, a roles, by the way. Um, but, but think about this, is if you, if you, if you never lose money, right? Then you're never catching up. You're never playing catch up. So if you think about back to the rule before, make your money, he says laboring, but that means make your money work so that it may re uh, reproduce its kind. So make your money work to multiply, 
Yeah. Now, multiply then, becomes velocity. And then right. have that money have other quote unquote children. That's more yeah. money. That's more money. Right. So then, then, then if that money never loses anything, right, then how do you lose? Well, you, you don't. Can't. You, can't. you can't. Right. So the other quote that um, comes to mind is Warren Buffett. And he has two rules of investing, which I'm sure a lot of people in the audience have heard. But just to remind you, is never put your principal at risk. Right. That's rule number, that's rule number one. That's what rule number one. You know, and rule number two is see rule number one. See rule number one. Right. Never forget that rule. Right. Yeah. And it sounds so simple, right, Jim? I mean, it sounds well. Well, that's just it's not just common sense. But a lot of people don't don't follow that. They're willing, you know. There's something called risk tolerance, right? And, yeah. and we talk to people about that. Uh, and um, we don't tell people uh, not to take a risk. Uh, but we what we do tell people is protect your principal and then use OPM if you want to take a risk. Well, you know something else he says in the book, and it's not one of these seven laws, um, but he says. Um, stick to what you know. That's not how he says it because you're, you're right. I don't remember the wording, but you know, I was having a great conversation yesterday with one of our clients who happens to have a, a chiropractic practice, yeah. thrive chiropractic practice, and he was contemplating expanding, and then you know, kind of analyzing the deal. Well, this guy is a great chiropractor. And if you're in Louisville, Kentucky, email me and I will, uh, I will, I will set you up to get a free consultation from this chiropractor. I know he didn't, he didn't, make that, he didn't make that offer, but I'll, I'll make it for him. But, um, and, or I'll pay for the, the visit. The, uh, but he was going to expand and yeah. he was a little bit nervous about it. And I said, wait a minute, you're a great chiropractor. If you could bring in other people or another chiropractor and teach them to do what you do and grow that business and grow that business, why wouldn't you do that? That's sharing, that's giving your expertise to other people in serving and healing the community in Louisville, Kentucky, um, which like, at the end of the meeting, I hope that he got my, uh, my strong message to him, which was go forth and grow, you know, yeah. and stick to what you know. Yeah, and, and Klassen sort of tells a story with one of the protagonists in the book when he's first sort of starting to practice these rules and he's putting some coins away. Um, the, the, the mentor in the book comes back a year later and says, so how are you doing? How's that going? He yeah. said, well, well uh, really pretty good. And uh, I just gave all the coins that I've saved um, to a bricklayer who's going to, I, I can't remember, Persia or something, going to Persia to purchase... Uh, a bunch of gems that he'll bring back and, and we can sell for more money. And the mentor you know, kind of shakes his head and says, why would you trust a bricklayer to give you advice on jewels? Stick to what you know, right? Right. 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 Why would you let a salesperson tell you how to be wealthy and grow your wealth when you've already built your wealth through your business or your or a skill or, or whatever it was? You can't recreate. You're going right. to have a salesperson say, Oh, I hey, and, and and by the way, let's just remind everybody, here's the, the sales pitch of every financial planner that you're ever gonna meet in your life. What do you have? Where is it? Oh, I can do so much better than that. Right. right. And then the it's, mountain it, charts come out. 
And then the mountain charts, right? Which, which that's a whole nother podcast that we talk Steve, about mountain yeah, charts. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Next lot, Steve. What's the next uh, one? The, the next one is, I, I want to say something first, back up for a second, because you just touched on something that, that struck a chord with me, Jim. One of the reasons, you know, why do we read all these books? Why do we read them all? Because we love Educate. to read. We well, love to learn. We, do. we read them so that we become as knowledgeable as possible to bring as much value as possible to our existing clients and our potential clients. That's why we do it. Absolutely. That's the why. That's why we do it. And, and I think it's a great credit to you the way you built this company. You don't just encourage this. It, you insist upon it. Um, yeah. and, and as an aside to that, when we talk to people about what we do and the, and the tremendous opportunity we bring to them, it's coming from a place where we're all doing it. Right. We're not, you know, I, I, I've been to financial advisors. Everybody probably has, or many people have in their life. And, you know, well, you should do this. Do you ever ask the question, well, is that what you're doing with your money? Right. What, what do right. you do? So we're all practitioners of this personally and individually. Um, and, I, and I think the fact, I think this is unique to create Tailwind, that there is such an emphasis on continuing edu education, gaining as much knowledge as possible for really one reason and one reason only, so that we can bring more value to our clients and potential clients. That's it. Absolutely. And that's why The Go-Giver is such a great, simple little book is that, and there's other books that have said, give more and give more than you receive. And, and it's just been our business model. Our business model is very transparent. It's very simple. It's very authentic. And I really see this as our financial mission to serving our fellow man. And when I say man, fellow woman, women and men, person, um, person our fellow person. Let's go to the next law. Yeah. Own my own home. And he says, reduce your cost of living, making available more earnings. So, you know, this may, you, some people may think this contradicts Kiyosaki when Kiyosaki says that your home is not an asset. But right. Clausen says the same thing. He yep. says your home is not an asset. He says that rent it out, right? And, yep. and so yep. um, I think that owning your home Owning your banking function in your life, owning your future, owning, it's like the book Extreme Ownership, okay, which is a great book, anybody that hasn't read it, is you got to own it, right? Yeah. And yeah. owning your house, reduce the cost of living, making available more earnings. Own it. Right. Own it. And, right? and I've I, I heard you use a phrase from day one. Uh, which I love, uh, and you refer to uh, people uh, being engaged with their money as a type of sport. What do you say? It's a participatory sport. Boom. Right? Yeah. Now, by the way, if it's a participatory sport, and I got to go earn a living doing it, right? And thank God it's not golf, because I don't think I could earn a lot of money playing golf. But uh, well, one, of our, know, one of our coworkers probably could, but that's a different yeah. story. Well, he does from us every Wednesday. Yeah, he but, does. That's true. But is uh, uh, <laughs> but but if I had a coach, like if I had Tiger Woods going out with me to play golf, I'm not going to say I'm going to beat Jim Anderson, but I guarantee I'm going to make some money from other guys, right? right. Yeah, because he's going to coach me 
and say, Jim, what you did on that last swing was this, you know, you got to clear your hips, you got to do whatever it is. So we're not saying you're not going to make mistakes as a participatory sport, but we're going to help you if you're our client and you're listening to this podcast, we're going to help you as well, is we're going to help you by coaching you down that path. Yeah. Everybody hits bad shots. Everybody has, you know, you're either winning or you're learning, right? There's no failures. Yeah. Failure is not an option. <clears throat> okay. So own it and own thy, um, own thy own home. How about I mean, the next? The next one's beautiful. Ensure a future income. Provide in advance for the needs of thy growing age uh, and the protection of thy family. You know, now, I mean, by the way, that's simple. not a 401k. That's not no. a 401k. That's not no. what he means. No, that's not what he means. <laughs> no, because he, what he means is that insure, insure. There's nothing insured about a 401k or a stock market account. Right. In fact, it's almost insured in a 401k that you have no control. It's not insured. It's, it's guaranteed, right? Right. So, and, and you're deferring the tax and the tax calculation, and you could be second, third, or fourth on line for the money, all those things. If you want to make sure that you're going to stay in the herd forever, count on your 401k. Yeah. Because you're Absolutely. going to become a socialist like AOC out there in New York because you're going to need to be a socialist. You know, if I was a 29-year-old bartender that got elected to Congress, I probably want to be a socialist too because yeah. I, I figure I had no skills, right? I want everybody else to take care of me, but I don't want that. I don't want anybody to take care of me. I want to do it all myself. Right. I know how to do it. I can help you learn how to do it too. So this is, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And by the way, when I read this book at 22 years old, I, I had no idea about anything about money, right? This was the first step, like yeah. we've said in the journey, this was the first step. Here's so okay. I've said something uh, to many, many people, uh, and I spent close to 38 years in the local television business, most of those years running TV stations. And uh, I didn't know about, this about what we do uh and i say this all the time i said boy i i wished i'd known about this you know 20 years ago or 30 years ago uh, yeah. I, I can't do, i can't do enough of it now um yeah. uh but the the power of this uh in people's financial lives uh cannot possibly be underestimated absolutely okay right. wrapping it up for the final law so and increase thy ability to earn Cultivate, and you just you just touched on this, cultivate thy own powers to study and become wiser, to become more skillful, and, and to, to act as to respect thyself. There is abundance yeah. for all, right? We talk about abundance a lot. Go all forth the and practice these truths uh, so that thou mayest, God, I love that word, mayest, yeah. mayest yeah. prosper and grow wealthy as is thy right. That as is thy right. It's yeah. a God-given right to have abundance. And uh, Dr. Or, uh, uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, in his book, Thou Shalt Prosper, and if you ever want a Bible lesson, listen to Daniel Lappin. I mean, now he, he's a rabbi, so you're going to get the Old Testament, right? That, he knows a lot about the Old Testament, too, by the way, but, but he, uh, um, he says God wants you to prosper. It says it in the Bible, all throughout the Bible is God wants you to have abundance. And we want abundance for all. If Steve Scholard makes $10 million, Jim Oliver isn't like, oh my gosh, that could have been $10 million I could have made. No, no. I'm going to Steve Scholard and I'm saying, what did you do? Tell me exactly how you did well, I'm going to learn. 
from right. Steve Scollard to go out and do the same thing. And I'm going to try to make 20 million because then Steve Scholar's going to come back to me and say, well, how'd you do that? And back and forth and back and forth. And we just explode yeah. in abundance. And, and really the reality is if, if I made 10 million, you're doing really well too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, again, you know, what's funny about our, we measure our success in how many people we can serve. Yeah. And, and and it's like Zig Ziglar said is you don't worry about what you get back. You just serve as many people as as much as you can. And, you know, what I really like about this is is where he says cultivate thy own powers. That's yeah. kind of stick to what you know. Right. And study to get better and study. associate right. with people that are wiser maybe than you are about these things. And then I mean, that's right. What, how, do we, how do we learn? How do we That's learn right. anything? You know, well, you I, know what? Google, I didn't Google. just pick up a golf club and, and be able to, to hit a golf ball. My right. father taught me. Then I had lessons over the years. You know, you, you, you have to go to people. If I want to know how to play golf, yeah. who am I going to go to? Well, I'm going to go to a golf pro and, right. and get lessons, right? Because yeah. I want to I be really good at the stuff that I do. If yeah. I, and when I, when I joined Cray Tailwind, you know, I... <laughs> Sometimes one of our colleagues makes fun of me because I, I want to understand everything. Right. I want to have knowledge about all of this because I feel that allows me to empower and share that knowledge uh, with clients and prospective clients. And, you know, frankly, Jim, I, you know, this, not everybody's going to get this, are they? No, no, not everybody does, unfortunately. Unfortunately, people, they don't. They, they can't change their paradigm. It's been stuck in um cement for too long and um yeah. you know unfortunately um uh, we can't save everybody but <laughs> that's we can that's awesome. try. well I, we can, I heard you say one day uh somebody asked you what you did and, and i think you said um i reveal a secret and i free slaves yeah <laughs> and i started laughing i said free slave yeah. And, yeah. and yeah we we we, we show people a better way and right. I, I didn't believe it at first. And boy, now uh, I, I couldn't believe not doing it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, the financial slavery that people really exist in. And what I mean by that is that the average American pays 34 and a half cents of every net dollar that they earn. So after tax, they pay that to interest. Right. Okay. Right, And then we're told, even in this book, to save 10% of what we earn. So yep. now let me ask you a question, Steve. Or more, or more. Or more, right. <clears throat> but at least 10%, which people aren't doing in the United States, by the way. But they are paying that interest. Yes. Okay, so, so think about this. You earn a dollar, somebody else gets 34 and a half cents, and you get 10 cents maybe. Now, if that's not slavery, you, you tell me what it is. Because yep. it's what people don't understand it Nelson says in his book, if you understand what's happening, you'll know what to do. Right. Yeah. And, and interest, right. interest is a wealth killer and, and it's a wealth killer either because you're paying it out to someone else, a bank or a finance company, or you're not earning it on money that you're spending as cash. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's Absolutely. a double sided, it's a double edged blade that is an absolute wealth killer. And we show people that we, we, we get them yeah. to understand that. I like to say, you know, you learn to earn, so you have to learn, right? And it's education and it's yeah. constant. I'm 50, 
three years old. Um, I'm going to be reading every book. My wife like just shakes her head at the books that uh, come to this house from Amazon or Audible or Kindle um, or whatever I'm in the mood for that day is, or I'm on my phone or on my computer or on my phone, Googling something and learning about it. We have the greatest, it's the greatest time in history to be able to educate ourselves. Yeah. Right? And, and really just, just, just take a look behind you. Right. For people yeah. watching the podcast, take a look yeah. behind Jim. I mean, yeah. I'll guarantee you uh, 99% of those books are on accumulating wealth and, and, and money and, and, yep. and how to do that in, in a really successful way. Uh, so I, that's my backup, by the way. My yeah, favorite books are in another bookshelf. <laughs> well, I know, I know. And in the office, there's a gazillion books uh, in there. So, all right. So, kind of, kind of, kind of getting to, to sort of a wrap up point. You know, one of the things, Jim, and I think you'll agree with me, is we want people to be intentional with their money, right? Absolutely. Don't just yeah. let these things happen to you. Don't just do, you know, I, why did I do a 401k? I honestly couldn't tell you. Probably because everyone else was doing it. Why did I do an IRA? Probably because everyone else was doing it. Or a financial advisor at some point said, you should do an IRA. Guess what? I don't have any money in a 401k anymore. We don't have any money in IRAs anymore. Right. All that we can put into this is what we're doing. I, I, on my wife, on my daughters, uh, I, you know, you can't, you can't, again, I said this earlier, you can't underestimate the power of this. It is just unbelievable. So this this book, The Richest Man in Babylon, uh, required reading for anybody that wants to uh, accumulate wealth. And, and we can show you a specific way to do that that is startling and, and amazing. Um, and I had, so, I had really two takeaways from this, and I just said one of them earlier. We want you to be intentional with your money. And the second takeaway after reading this book, and I said this line to you, Jim, I think a a few weeks ago, procrastination is the enemy of opportunity. Right. Not taking action with your money and getting intentional is a wealth killer. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, thinking of this book and procrastination is the first 10 people that go on our website and input their information at createtailwind.com we're going to send you, it's going to be a lot nicer version of the book than mine, but we're going to send you a book. No, no. Uh, I mean, and, and you, you go in, you sign up and we just show you kind of how we work with our clients. We show you some things about banking, how banks make money, um, et cetera. And it's like 45 minutes. If you go in, you sign up for that webinar, we're going to give every single person the first 10, I guess that, uh, so we only have 10 books. I'll tell you what, if there's 20 people that sign up, We'll give everybody a book too. All right, wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you were going to do that. I'm going to go on. If I go on, do I get one? No? No? Well, okay. Yeah, so right. bought, I think I have an extra copy somewhere if you need another copy. But, uh, so, you know, look. That's an, outstanding, that's an outstanding offer, by the way. It's createtailwind.com. What an offer. And you know, one of the things that I, the reason I started this podcast is I wanted to share with the audience ideas that have changed my life, changed the lives of our uh, firm, changed the wealth coaches' lives and their families' lives, uh, the people that that work at Create Tailwind and um, that I value their input and their hard work. 
so much because I can only share this with so many people, but having people like Steve Scollard and the rest of the team um, back at Create Tailwind to help us spread this word is amazing. And I just want to thank you, Steve, for your time today and your insights to um, The Richest Man in Babylon. And, um, and uh, thank you, audience, for, for, for participating. And we'll try to bring you some more exciting information to share uh, next week. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.